everyone. Welcome to the Americana Station podcast. We are back for a new season. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, today on the podcast, we have Bronte Fall, um, who is a Chicago musician that has made her way to Chicago and uh, has a new EP out called Winter. Um, it's fantastic. You should check it out for sure. Uh, yeah, so we took a little hiatus because it's been busy. So, um, I want to thank Emily Smith so much for taking over a couple of the episodes for me um, and India. That's been super awesome. She's actually going to do another episode. Starting to think maybe I can, uh, and you know, make her make her another co-host. We're trying to we're trying to talk her into it. We'll see what we'll see how it goes. Anyway, um, what's been going on with me? I finished my record. I finished mixing it. Um, I am almost done mastering. I am 95% of the way there. I currently have a Kickstarter going for Tioga Titan, my new record. It is a full on honky tonk record. Um, if you stick around till the end of this episode, um, I might, uh, give you a little taste of it, a little, a little snippet on the way out. Um, and yeah, so if, if you're interested in my music, check out my Kickstarter. It is, uh, uh, well, you can just search Will Payne Harrison on Kickstarter. It's, it's, uh, you'll be able to find it there. And, um, yeah, we got stuff. We got the new shirts, new hats, new CD. Uh, what else we got? Uh, mugs. Um, next week I'm going to be releasing a couple more, uh, special, uh, rewards that aren't out there yet. Uh, there's also, uh, what else is there? There's like the the, the main package. Uh, you can get an eight by ten signed photo that I took of myself, self portrait. I've been doing some portraiture lately, if you didn't know, and uh, so that's been super cool and super fun. Um, getting all those lighting techniques down, uh, but I won't nerd out about that because this is a music podcast. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about this new record. It is very country and honky tonk. It is full on. Uh, I kind of sidestep some of that folk and Americana stuff that I've been doing in the past for just a full on like country record. Um, so I hope that everyone enjoys that. Uh, India Ramey is currently down at South by Southwest. She will be interviewing the Kentucky gentleman here soon on the podcast. Uh, we've got a lot of great new episodes that are coming, but for now we're going to talk to Bronte Fall. Hey everyone, welcome to Americana Station. Uh, today on the podcast, I have Bronte Fall. Um, they have a new record uh, out, or is it is it out or is it coming out? It's coming out March 4th. March 4th, yeah. So yeah, by the time this comes out, uh, it'll be out. Um, and uh, Bronte Fall is consists of uh, Terry Bracken. Uh, she's a songwriter, a multi-instrumentalist, uh, incredible uh, violinist. I was going to say fiddle player. And... Um, yeah, tell tell us a little bit about how you started this project, this EP. This this particular EP, um, all the songs were written in 2020, um, and <laughs> we all know 2020 was like not the most fun year, very difficult year, right? Um, and yeah, I just had a lot going on, and it started with a tornado. Um, and I was living in East Nashville and was, I thought I was going to be Dorothy and my house was going to like fly away with a tornado <laughs> and, um, and two trees fell above my bedroom while I was sleeping. And oh my gosh. it was so scary. I was displaced for two weeks. And then I got back into my house on a Friday and like the world shut down on Sunday. And it like, I was just trying to get my bearings and, and then also just like went through a breakup that year, my dad's battling cancer, like just a whole lot of crazy. And then I ended up like moving in the middle of the pandemic. Cause I was like, didn't want to be in my house anymore, after yeah. the tour, you know, but it was just, but okay. So, okay. Back to the music. I feel like I love this EP cause I, everything was, I wrote so organically and I wrote when I could, and I wrote mm -hmm. my way through 2020. I mean, not like every day, but I wrote when I could. And, um, and I had a producer and we had just started to get together like in early 2020 to just like lay down whatever I had. And then by the end of 2020, we're like, okay, we have six songs. Um, the, I found the producer, uh, or I started writing with the producer. And by the end of 2020, we realized we had like an EP. 
Yeah. Okay. We, you were talking about, you had just gone through a breakup and uh, your dad had cancer and he was in Ohio. Is that right? Yes. He mm-hmm. was in a hotel room getting surgery, a really big surgery. So like the entire month or the, like from July through September, he was in um, a hospital in Ohio. And my mom and I like lived in the hospital or we lived in a hotel yeah. in Columbus, Ohio. And like, I was releasing finishing school and going through a breakup and also in the middle of a move in Nashville. So it was just like 2020 was insane, but, um, but I, it was kind of cool that I ended up having six songs at the end of it. Um, yeah. And was Indiana expi- inspired by like, it's kind of like a throwback to your childhood. Was that inspired by like that process too, of like kind of senior? Yeah, dad? just, yes. Kind of like, so I say, I want to grow young again. I want to have fun again. Swing set highs and bedtime lows. Love is too hard. Life is too short. People change, but I feel like the love is too hard. Life is too short. It was just like all the, some of the things I was dealing with, like my breakup and my dad and, just kind of, and then trying to hustle in this music industry, just, yeah. we all, all of us as musicians, um, we dream big when we're little, right? I mean, I'm still dreaming big, but we just have this ideal version of adulthood. Right. I did of how it's all, I'm, it's, I'm going to be so great. I'm going to be this successful musician. And you're, you just like, you think of adulthood as this idyllic, like arrival and, I just don't, you know, you, you realize that it's not the case. <laughs> well, you're, you're always you and you're always in the present. So like, you know, when you're, when you're 12 and you're dreaming of where we're at, like we have made it to that 12 year old, but to that 30 something year old, it's like, mm, no, I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the 12 year old is like, do I pay my bills? Yeah. <laughs> do I get to go play shows? Yeah. Like, you know, like we're, we're nailing it. We're in yes. Nashville. Yes, I know. That's such a good point. <laughs> That's such a good Where are you from? I'm from Louisiana originally. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in Nashville for about eight years now, but uh, it is funny. It's funny because you forget sometimes, like you go back to, uh, well, I go back to Louisiana and, you know, you talk to some people and they're like, oh my God, you're doing this and that. And you're like, yeah, you're like, you're friends with that person. You're like, yeah, they're just, that's just Joe. Like, that's just, that's just Chris from Dirt Reynolds. Like, yeah. who cares? No big deal. And they're like, oh my God. You know, it's like such a big deal to them. Totally. Totally. You, you realize, you know, in a, way how far you've come kind of right yeah um we got sidetracked a little bit there (laughs) so so you in 2020 uh you started writing these six songs were these the only six songs you wrote or were these just like these are the ones that i'm gonna choose are there other songs that were written during that time period that maybe we'll see in the future definitely yes definitely um these were yeah these were the ones that were ready Um, there's definitely more and that's probably for the next project. I liked these though, and naming this all winter, um, Mm -hmm. because so my band name Bronte fall, it's based on a poem by Emily Bronte. And it's, it's a really simple poem. Fall leaves fall, die flowers away, lengthen night and shorten day. I shall smile when wreaths of uh, wreaths of snow blossom where the rose should grow. So it's like, thinking the winter is so beautiful and the fall is so beautiful. And I thought that was such a beautiful me- metaphor when I started my band, but fast forward to these songs. And I was like, wow, that would be really cool to call in a project, a, a season um, taking from my namesake and yeah, just representing like this sad time. These songs are sort of the silver lining and these are the hope. And this is, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was cool to find the beauty in our pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you like, is this like uh, going to be like sort of fleshed out into, you know, winter, spring, summer, fall, or is this just like a one time kind of winter? EP? Such a good question. I, when I made it, I was like, okay, this is winter and the next EP or album is going to be spring. Or maybe it's going to be like a full length album called Winter Spring. And <laughs> I decided um, as I've written a few more songs, I 
I was, it was kind of, I was kind of getting stuck thinking like, this has to be spring. This has to be happy songs. So I, I have that in the back of my head for the next (laughs) record to be spring, but I want to see kind of like what comes out of me. Um, and also not try to push it, like write these really happy songs that are, you know, not authentic to my experience. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I was thinking it it kind of brought to mind, like Sufjan Stevens and his, uh, one to take on all 50 states. Didn't really pan out. Are you familiar with Sufjan Stevens? I know who he is. I don't know the 50 states thing. So, so he, he started off with, I think, come on, Phil, Illinois. And, uh, decided I'm going to write like a record for each state. And I think he got like three or four in, I think there might be like in Nebraska, I'd have to look it up, but he got like three or four in was like, "Mm, this isn't for me. Oh (laughs) my God. Could you imagine writing about every single state? I don't even know. I don't even know if I could name offhand every single state right now. I couldn't either. And yeah, writing a song for each state. I mean, South Dakota, what do you write for South Dakota? Right. Yeah. Or like Montana. Yeah. <laughs> I know. No offense to any listeners in Montana. Hopefully yeah. I, have, I don't know. I hope I do have <laughs> listeners in Montana, but <laughs> I hope I don't offend them. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So it, it is, it is difficult to kind of get stuck in that rut of like, Oh, maybe I should do like set number of like, Oh, it's, it's almost like a, um, concept but it's not really yeah I don't know it's yeah it's funny just like a few months ago I was like um god I don't know if I can write a spring record right now (laughs) it is funny because like my my this next record makes me seem a lot happier because like I've been writing some sad sad songs and (laughs) um it's it's just ironic that like there's during like the time that I've recorded this, I've had like the hardest, <laughs> you know, two years of my life and yeah. I'm writing like some of the happiest music I've ever written. It's kind of a oh. weird juxtaposition. Oh my God. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> There's still some sad. There's always, I mean, I can't get away from sad, but can't, yeah, those are always so fun. Um, so on the record, did you, uh, I, I know there's a lot of like electronic, uh, influence, uh, in there. Um, did you have like studio musicians in there? Did you do most of it yourself? Gosh, it was, we had three other musicians come in. It was like the height of the pandemic though. So yeah. we, it was really a lot, just Jake and me. And, and I think sonically I've, the, the last two records I've like kind of had myself on a leash being like, no, it has to sound this way. I want to be this, like, I want to be a little bit Americana, maybe a little bit pop, like, but it has to still sound America. Like I kind of let that all go in 2020. I was just like feeling like I wanted this to be a pop song. And so we made it a pop song and I just was feeling experimental and just kind of like, whatever happens, happens, What whatever I'm just going to like with in the moment, like experiment and be excited about what comes out. And yeah, it was just like, so not contrived and I kind of liked it. Like it, it was kind of an experiment in itself, just being like, okay, let's not try to fit into some certain box. Yeah. I think every record should be that way. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like just stop, turn your, your thinker off when you're in there and just let it happen. Yeah. Um, I, I see you had, so on electric guitar, you had Lars Thorson, uh, keyboards, Dylan Jones, uh, mm-hmm. and then Hadley Kennery was yeah. uh, harmony. And, and then you harmony. had Jake Finch was producing. Yes. And Lars, Lars Thorson, I met in music school. We were both fiddle violin players. She's more fiddle and more violin, but, um, and then we had both moved to Nashville and with him, it's fun because he's on my last EP that I released in 2020. He was a co-producer and I was really trying to like toe the line between Americana and, and elect and pop. Um, but with just Jake and me, Jake is, he's so into like indie pop. And I was, I kind of, yeah, I guess embrace that more, but, um, but yeah, Lars and Dylan both play with country artists and Hadley's more of a pop, indie pop singer. Not that you asked. <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah, no, that's awesome to know, to know the kind of the background of that, because, um, sometimes, you know, um, you get like, I, I get specific musicians sometimes for like a specific, uh, sound or specific reason. Um, for instance, my, my fiddle player on my record, um, was, uh, Meredith Krigowski and she plays with Adrian plus Meredith. And, um, she's more like, uh, folksy traditional she i mean like she did polka you know growing up because she's from like wisconsin and stuff and uh, <laughs> so like she has like a very unique sound that's really really cool and i'm excited to you know i've had some some bluegrass players and some uh like fats kaplan played on my last record and he's incredible um but it, i'm excited to have meredith on this new record it's cool to experiment and have something different you know it totally is i can't wait to listen to your music and I am like a super fiddle nerd. I grew up playing nice. classical music and then always wanted to get into something else. Like I always, I knew I played classical violin, but I didn't want to play classical violin. I wanted to play like, yeah. I wanted to be Boyd Tinsley and Dave Matthews. And um, <laughs> I got into music school, Berkeley, which is a contemporary music school. In Boston. Um, in Boston mm-hmm. on classical violin. Like I played a Beethoven sonata. And then when I got there, like that's when I was really exposed to bluegrass and swing. And I mean, I'd heard jazz, but I, it just like blew me away all these different styles. And, and I went through that program and I feel like I tried all these different styles and now I can't play any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Are you like a a sheet music reader or? Yes. Yeah. And now I can play by ear. Like I, I really like Irish fiddle music and old time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever go to any of the jams like the? I do. And more old time. I've old time is really what I've kept up. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you go to the one in the post? The Legion. Mm -hmm. I haven't been there yet, but my friend runs it. Amy Alvey. I went to school with her. I need to get there. It's It's great. It's a lot of fun. Actually for fiddle, the old time jam is like super fun for guitar. It's pretty boring. It's just like two chords the whole time, but I bet the fiddle players love it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I need to go there. Um, have, have, do you go there often or? Uh, not since the pandemic really, but um, yeah, I used to go and, you know, I'd, I'd come late to the old time, play a little bit with them and then uh, jump in with the bluegrass guys. Oh, it's a lot nice. of fun. Now that so one's say, intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Bluegrass is intimidating. Do you, so do you play bluegrass uh, guitar? I can flat pick. Um, I actually did some flat picking on my new record for the first time. Um, but I wouldn't say that I'm a bluegrass player by any means, but I go to learn. So <laughs> yeah, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, yeah. If a real bluegrass player came up to me and asked me if I was a bluegrass player, I would say absolutely not. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that feeling. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. You should definitely uh, go sometime. Yeah, I will. So what is like, what's your style for songwriting? Do you prefer to like co-write mostly? Do you start songs on your own and then bring it to someone? Or are you completely like, this is all mine? I do see there's some co-writers on there. Yes. And I feel like the reason there's not more is because of the times of 2020, but um. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I moved down to Nashville so that I could co-write. I really, I really do like to co-write. Um, and if in an ideal world, I would like have these songs that I, I feel like there are some songs I, I know that I just need to write myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other times I, I do really like, I just feel like my songs come out better um, when I co-write. And I feel like I'm still on the journey in Nashville like finding my favorite people to co-write with um, right. outsmart love. And then two songs on my last EP, I wrote with this guy, um, Isaac Slutsky, but he moved back to Virginia and I'm, and he's not really pursuing the music thing anymore. So, um, but yeah, I feel like it is hard to come by those people you really, really like to write with. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's tough. Um, and then if you do, you know, you find someone that you really would love to write with, or you have written really well with, um, you're both so busy <laughs> finding the time to, when you're not like 
on music road, just writing songs all day for, for money and you have other means of income. <laughs> it's I hard know. To- I know. And the other, I, I would say like, as far as my style, like I am such an ideas person. I'm always writing, taking like voice memos and writing in my notes and I have a journal and I have, yeah. and I've been so busy with this release and like this tour mm-hmm. all self-booked um, that I, I haven't had time to write a lot and I've just been writing all my ideas like whenever writing them down and I, April is going to be really fun. I'm going to have a lot of songs to write. Yeah. That's so I did miss the tour date part. Tell me a little bit about that. Where, where are you going? Oh, here's oh, tour announcement. Yeah. I'm doing a little Midwest tour and that's why I'm in Chicago right now. I'm doing a release show in Chicago this Saturday. And then I'm doing a release show at the basement in Nashville on St. Patrick's day. So yeah, I am, I'm doing like 10 shows between Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Indiana. And it's, I'm taking like three weeks to play them. So yeah, it starts tomorrow in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow is, is the Rose Bowl Tavern. Yeah. I now have the information pulled up so I can look like I know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, you're playing the hideout Inn in Chicago. I have not played that venue, but it sounds like a a fun venue. I usually play like the elbow room or, um, yeah. Uncommon grounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really like, I've played both. I really like uncommon ground. I feel like there's always a little bit of a trickle of just people who come in for live music just because like you, you don't have to draw them. Yeah. Uh, But, and I'm playing at the hideout. I actually worked at the hideout when I lived here it's a really cute indie venue. Um, actually, Nico Case used to work there. Oh, cool. And like Wilco's played there. Andrew Bird's played there. Um, well, like Wilco has played there a lot. Like they love, they love the hideout. But, um, but yeah, so I'm very excited about my show at the hideout. How, how does the live show look? Is it going to be mostly the tracks or do you have a live band? I have a live band and because I lived, I, my band started here. I started it in 2015. Um, and I lived here until like mid 2017. So I have a band here and basically decided to use those guys because it's like all the shows are like two to three hours from Chicago, two to four hours. Um, so yeah, I I'm doing one full band. I'm doing full band, in Chicago and full band in, in Nashville. And then the rest are trio. Is the, is the band from Chicago playing uh, at the basement or is it a Nashville band? That's my Nashville band. It's funny, like moving. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, now, I know the yeah, drill. Yeah. I now have two bands, which is very handy because, and as you know, like this tour to get all these dates, they're kind of like more aimed at the weekends. Mm-hmm. So I'm out. I'm like a country star. I'm out like Thursday through Sunday as mm-hmm. opposed to like, you know, for the whole week. Yeah. So, right. Because those yeah. Mondays through Wednesdays just don't, it's not worth it. Most yeah. of the time. Yeah. And if I took my Nashville guys down here, I'd have to pay them on their days off. Like it would just be, it would get really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know Layla Frankel by chance? I opened for her in Chicago Oh, cool. At Shubas. I do know Layla Frankel. Oh, wait, sorry. Not. I was saying, I don't think she's played Shubas. There's two Laylas. I do know Layla Frankel. I wrote a song with her that's on my previous EP. Shut up. Yeah. She's a good friend of mine. Oh, wow. Yeah. No way. I think we played at Uncommon Ground together, actually. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Two Laylas. Um, But yeah, that's so, that's awesome that you know Layla. Yeah, she's great. I think she just came out with a record during uh, COVID as well. Oh, nice. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's um, a Chicago gal. Yeah, so then you're going to, uh, you're going to be also playing a So Far Sounds. You're playing in Appleton um, yeah. at Gibson Music Hall. Is that re- related to the guitars? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but Appleton, Wisconsin is randomly like a really awesome little music town. They have a great 
following. They just have music enthusiasts that live up there. Yeah. I know about, uh, Milo music and, um, some, I have a few friends that are, uh, live up there that always go out to Milo music. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think because of Milo music, they just like have a great little scene up there. Um, and I am doing after this weekend, the Illinois leg, I'm touring with two other Nashville artists, Katie Peterson and Grace Tyson. And they like together, it was very handy to like book to do a tour with like two other artists who are also trying to book. So it's like, I handled Wisconsin and Illinois. Um, Grace did Michigan and Katie did Indiana. And we're like, it's called like the Nash gal takeover. So um, are they multi-instrumentalists as well? So you can kind of switch out. Katie plays keys. I mean, they all play instruments. Grace plays guitar. So yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be so fun though. It's just like girl power. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really fun. Um, and so like they're all from uh, up North too. You're just from different areas. So like some, one of them's from like the Wisconsin ones from like Michigan. Yes. Um, they're actually both from Michigan, but Katie went to college in Indiana, in Indianapolis. So, and I'm from Illinois, um, and have family in Wisconsin. So we just like cover four States combined. That's awesome. Yeah. I I did that a lot. Um, when, uh, I would go down to Louisiana and like bring a friend and then they would bring me wherever, (laughs) you know, wherever they're from and, uh, kind of, you know, nail the, cause I'm not going to bring a lot of people in Athens, Georgia, cause I've never been there before, but mm-hmm. you know, the person mm-hmm. that I'm on tour with might, it's a, it's a real smart way to, to kind of use each other as like the anchor for your area to kind of pull in more people. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. It's very handy. And so St. Patrick's Day is the, the big show at the basement. Yes. Uh, what time is it at? It is at nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Yeah. It's the late show. And everyone's going to be wearing green, of course, right? Of course. Yes. I've got to, yeah. Got to work on my outfit for that show. It's a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I need to add an Irish song to my set list. I don't. Yeah. I actually tried to get my friend who's an awesome Irish fiddler mm-hmm. to open the night, but she, her name's uh Brownwin Keith Hines. She's like incredible. Like I think she was nominated for an IBMA award for fiddle playing and she's, oh, wow. she's completely morphed into a bluegrass player. So she said she couldn't because she doesn't play Irish anymore. That's a bummer. No. Ironically, one of my really good friends uh, is an insane uh, bluegrass mandolin player. He went to like a bluegrass mandolin school and everything, and he's playing with an Irish band now. No way. Yeah. What's the name? Uh, Caleb Edwards. The name of the band's Runa. Caleb's okay. been on the podcast before. Oh, cool. Very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So he does a lot of um, Irish stuff. Um, oh, I love that. So it's, it's always fun to, to kind of get outside of your comfort zone and do something a little bit different than you've ever done before. I think. Totally. I mean, and the thing about music is there are so many different genres and you can jump into a different genre and just feel like you're in a different country. Right. You different language. Yeah. Well, it's weird because like, I mean, I grew up on country music. I'm from South Louisiana, uh, but in Cajun music and stuff like that. But like, I always thought of myself as like a folk, like a folk singer. And, yeah. um, I've kind of just, I've, I've found, I've found my like stride with, with just like going full country. Um, and you know, you just, I, I think I've developed a lot as, as a, a country musician. Um, but I still, I think at my heart, think of myself as more of a folk singer. So <laughs> it's, it's so interesting. Like, like for me, I, when I write, I, I feel like I write in a, pop way or country pop country mm-hmm. whenever i play my songs stripped down by myself i do sound like pretty folky i just sound like pop folky but then with a certain right now i feel like with winter i feel like it's coming across like more pop i don't know it's just like funny how 
when you're by yourself and what you think of yourself and then kind of how it comes out? Yeah. I mean, I can definitely hear the pop elements, but I wouldn't say like, you wouldn't say, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was pop. I mean, unless like is Casey Musgraves pop, you know, Yeah, she's, she's like, I think it's a similar, not to compare you directly to, but like, she's got that similar. Yeah. um, Where it's, it's not really pop, but it kind of is too. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny too. Like I've been applying to like different playlists and like the playlists that do pick me up it. it and I, I feel like I'm in between genres. I'm not getting pip, picked up by like pop playlists. Like mm-hmm. I got picked up for my last single that I just released released. It's like indie pop. They're, they call it indie folk pop. That's what they're calling it. Indie <laughs> folk pop. Like, okay. Um, dark, or, pop. dark indie pop. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, uh, yeah. You can like just make up a genre. Well, not make up a genre, but yeah. Indie folk pop, winter rainy, chill. Rainy day, rainy day pop. <laughs> yeah. Rainy day pop. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter, you know, cause I mean, yeah. whatever you call it, someone's going to call it something else. I've just been saying like my new music's honky tonk. I mean, it's not, totally like i mean to to honky tonk purists it's not honky tonk but it's there's not i mean you know with what country is now if i just say i'm country then people are think i'm gonna be like writing luke combs songs or something so it's you gotta say something <laughs> yeah when you said old country i like kind of i got it i feel like yeah i i usually just lead with like merle haggard willie nelson yes in yeah. the seventies. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm trying to go for. I'm not saying I'm nailing it, but that's kind of the vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I want you to meet my friend, Stacy Antonell. She goes, well, she used to go by ginger Cowgirl, and she's going to go by her name, Stacy Antonell, but she does like really awesome, like m- modern honky tonk country music. Ginger Cowgirl sounds familiar. I've probably seen her she play at the five spot. She's played at the five spot. She hangs out at the Legion all the time at Honky Tonk Tuesdays. Yeah. Yeah. I may have seen her before then. Yeah. I don't know if I've met her though. Yeah. Okay. Legion is great. Everyone should go. I know. I love it too. Yeah. Um, so w- after the tour, uh, yeah. releasing the record on, was it March 6th? 4th. 4th. Sorry. Yeah. March 4th. Uh, the, then the basement, the big, uh, hometown release show on the 17th at 9 PM. Um, what, what comes next? Is there more touring later in the year or. I am going to start working on touring in the summer a bit. I I have not started working on that yet. I'm kind of running behind. Um, but I really, I really have a million songs I want to write and I've been missing writing just being so busy with this launch. So I think what comes next is a lot of writing. And then I'm, I am excited for this tour, but I'm excited for April and May to kind of like, sorry to be redundant, right? And then pick up touring again in the summer. Nice. Yeah, it's always fun. To, it's like such a cycle though, you know? Like it, it's totally. whatever you're doing, you want to be doing the next thing in the cycle, you know? Totally, totally. Like. It's like yeah. I just wrote a bunch of songs. I just want to record them. When you're recording, it's like, I just want to tour. It's like you're touring. Uh, I just want to write. <laughs> totally. That's so true. That is so true. Like you're like, yeah, you're over it. You want the next, the next thing. I'm so over recording. Yeah. I've been doing it. I started drums in May of last year and um, oh. <laughs> it's just, I've been doing it all on my own to save money. And um I'm like self-producing, self-recording, mixing, mastering, play bass, guitar. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Anything that I could play, I played and did, but um, it it just, it's taken a long time, you know, whenever, like at this point in my life, I I have a full-time job um, until, you know, the pandemic calms down and I can get back out on the road. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's just been like, I'm, (laughs) I'm at the very end where I, I have like, one final mix of all 10 songs basically. And then I'm going to master it. And I just, it's so hard to make myself do it. Cause I've been doing it since May of last year. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Wait. And I'm sorry. Did you say you play all the instruments too? Uh, all the ones that I can play. No. Yeah. I, I had, um, I hired out fiddle, pedal steel, okay. uh, harmonica, um, electric guitar and baritone sax on some of this stuff. You play drums though too? No, I hired drums too. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just bass, um, guitar, keys. Yeah. Vocals. Nice. Yeah. That, that's so awesome. Um, yeah. And like this record is, I, I really thought like I was going to get it all out in 2021. I'm like, okay, I recorded and produced, like produced it all in 2020. And it was, I mean, I finished it right at the top of 2021, but then it just takes so long to yeah get to brand it and, you know, plan, plan the release. And then of course my album's called winter. So I can't release winter and fall. Like <laughs> I have to release winter and winter. So that became very tricky. Yeah, I know. And then it's, yeah. But then the, the, the cycle, no matter what, like the cycle is, yeah, uh, it's going to do whatever it's going to do. So you start in winter and the next thing you know, it's, it's summer and you're singing songs about winter. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I had, I like, I honestly, when I started in May of last year, um, I think I, fully expected to release it, um, in March of this year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and I, I am starting my Kickstarter in March. <laughs> so. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I'm going to look out for it. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's like, I mean, things just take forever in the music industry, especially yeah. when you, you're limited on funds and time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like weird. Like I, I do feel limited on time and I want to get stuff out as fast as possible for whatever reason. And then like, it takes so long. <laughs> what uh, do you play for other people? Um, like, I know you said you, you went to school for uh, fiddle at, or yeah. violin at uh, Berkeley. Yeah. Uh, you know what I did when I first got here, I was playing with, um, Oh my God, what is his name? His name is Jason something. I can't believe it. I can't remember his name, but I was playing with someone. And then I was playing in a wedding band. I was playing classical music in a wedding band and then also working on top of that. And it honestly, it all became too much. And I, yeah. that was the other thing, like after this release, I'm going to get back into like, I'm going to seek out like fiddle opportunities. I want to get into Lachlan strings. Like I have all these plans too, but then like, I don't know, this release right now has really <laughs> taken up all my time. Yeah, it's tough. And, um, excuse me. It's, it's like, it's, it's just such a weird time because like I have a daughter, um, and she's only a year old. So it's like, I don't want to go out and meet all these people and be around all these people and then get, which I I ended up getting COVID anyway, but like, um, and then bring it back to her. Um, you know, so it's, it's like just thinking about, all of those things, it, it's kind of kept me from like playing shows and, and, and going out and, and doing the networking thing, but hopefully, hopefully soon it'll be over. And like everyone is dealing with that. Like, yeah, like your daughter. And then like with, and when I'm home in Chicago, it's, I was always so careful about like, Oh, my dad, you know, and like, and in, in Nashville wasn't as bad. Cause I didn't have like, fam- I wasn't living with, you know, a kids or, um, a sick father, but I do feel like everybody kind of had a reason to be careful or a lot of people did have a, re- have a reason to be careful. And yeah, 2020, 2021, they were just, they were really tough and really tough on the music industry. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it's like the Spanish flu, then the third year is when it starts toning down. So hopefully yeah, uh, history repeats itself. We're on the tail end of this, but yeah. Um, I remember the last person I did was actually a fiddle player. Um, oh. oh, shoot. I'm going to forget. Uh, Kel- Kellen? Kellen of Troy. Um, oh, definitely heard. Is yeah, a girl? Or no, it's 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 a guy. Uh, he has red hair. Um, oh. And he, um, I think that was like March of 2020. And we did, we, we were, weren't sure if we were going to do it. And we're like, you know what? we'll do it. It's fine. And we did it. And we kind of stayed away from each other a little bit. And we were like, yeah, this kind of sucks. It's ruined this month. And we're talking about it. If you go back and listen, it's just like, yeah, but you know, by next month, <laughs> it's like, Oh my two God. Years later, we're still here. <laughs> I know. 
I know it's insane what we said at the beginning too. Like, I think, I feel like even like my friends who were in med school or like nurses or doctors were like, Oh, just give it two weeks. Like that weekend when it shut down, they're like, we just need two weeks. It's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Two years, two weeks to two years. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Uh, I, I did, I think I've done three in-person interviews in the last two years. Um, in between, like, it was like when everybody started getting vaccinated and it was okay. And, um, yeah, Yeah. I've done, I think three in the last two years. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Wait, that means, I think, I think I've been doing my podcast for like four or five years now. It's like, there's like a, yeah, it's like a vortex of like these last two years. You just, (laughs) yeah. 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 Wow. That's a long time. Well, before I was doing, um, one a month, so it wasn't quite, I was, it was only like the first couple of years was only like 12 each year. Um, and then it started picking up. So I was doing two or three a month. Um, and now I have a couple of uh, co-hosts, so that helps out a lot. Um, India Ramey, who, if you haven't heard of her, she's, she's incredible. Um, definitely heard of her. mm -hmm, Yeah. She's a, like a kind of country. Yeah. Yeah. Like country Americana singer songwriter. And then, um, Emily Smith uh, sometimes helps out um, and okay. she was doing stuff for uh, a few different podcasts for some different comp. Uh, I can't remember the name of the company right now, but she's starting to do uh, some more different stuff, but every now and then she helps out. I think she's going to be doing uh, one right before yours. Oh, nice. Cool. I I'm going to, and they're both like singer songwriters, artists. Uh, Emily's not Emily. I think is more just a music fan. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think she's from Tulsa, but yeah, she comes in and helps out um, whenever well, things get hectic sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't have, or are you from like the New Orleans area or are you like, you don't have a Southern, like your accent is just. <laughs> so I'm from nice. Tioga, Louisiana. And uh, I, I think I beat the accent out of myself because it was, it was kind of annoying to me. <laughs> So yeah, I, it's, uh, yeah, it has, it has kind of gone away a little bit. It, the more you, the more I drink <laughs> or get tired, it comes out a lot more. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. So you're, so you wrote a song about Indiana, but you're from. I am from Chicago. Chicago. Um, I spend a lot of time driving through the state of Indiana on I-65. Um, and the song was inspired. I was playing a show in Indiana and yeah, just kind of like down about adulthood and feeling like, oh, wow, adulthood is way harder than I thought and everything going on. It, I, I guess this was written a little bit before, but um, I, yeah, I, I went to play a show and I thought nobody would show up. It was at a vineyard, a winery mm-hmm. outside of Indianapolis. And it was just kind of like, oh my God, why am I even doing this? It's like, is it even worth it? No one's even going to come. Just kind of like being a negative Nancy. Yeah. And like, I showed up and there were like, there's like a hundred people there all like sitting at the stage. It was this beautiful, it was a winery and everybody had like their, their blankets out and their lawn chairs. And, um, and there were two girls in front of the stage and they were sitting down Indian style and they were like playing patty cake. And I just hadn't seen that played like probably since I was a kid. And it just like, in that whole, I don't know what it was about that weekend and about that day being in Indiana. I just, I was super inspired. Um, and it, it definitely has a Midwest vibe. I wanted the song to have a Midwest vibe. And while I'm not from Indiana, the word Indiana is sure catchier than Illinois. So (laughs) (laughs) for Chicago or Chicago. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Talk about a Not a great accent. (laughs) Chicago. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So did you try to lose that when you moved to to Nashville? I, yeah, I feel like when I left Chicago, I went to school on the East. Yeah. On the East coast. So, um, I feel like I also tried to beat it out of me. Um, and I remember after like during when I was in school and like, after I lived in Boston for a little bit, um, my siblings were like, you've lost your Chicago accent. You've become a East coaster. (laughs) No, I haven't, but I've, I mean, Boston kind of has a similar-ish. Oh, yeah. The the have 
the Harvard Yard. Yeah, they've got they've got quite the accent too. But New but Orleans I, is that way. It's like New Orleans, you know. Oh, it's, is it? Yeah, it's it's different from the rest of the state. Oh. Yeah. I feel like if you're a transplant though, and you've like you live in other cities and other parts of the country, you do kind of like neutralize how you talk. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because now at this point, I don't know. Like when I hear people like put on like the really thick like Southern accent, <laughs> I don't believe them a lot of times. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, in Nashville, I mean specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I think that that's what's kind of kept me from like going back to my accent is that <laughs> I don't yeah, know that I, would, totally. I would believe myself anymore. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. Um, yeah, I've never actually been to Louisiana. I do really want to go to new Orleans, but now's the time. Is it? Yeah. It's Mardi Gras. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. You're right. I, I, I don't know that I need to go like see drunk girls flashing. It, I think of Mardi Gras <laughs> as like bourbon street and like girls like flashing people on the street. I don't know why. No, no, that's, that's pretty much everyone's, uh, thought process. I mean, there are definitely, there are definitely parades that are that way, but there's also like family oriented parades as well. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Most, I would say like 99% of the parades are not women flashing. (laughs) Okay. That's good to know. (laughs) But yeah, you go to Bourbon Street on on Mardi Gras, you're definitely going to see women flashing (laughs) everywhere. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, maybe it is something to do. Like maybe it is, it should be on the bucket list. New Orleans at Mardi Gras. New Orleans is is a great city to go to. And, uh, they got some great venues, uh, to, to perform at. (coughs) I mean, yeah, I am dying to go for the music and the food. Yeah. Yeah. You should definitely visit sometime. It's a great place. Uh, check out, um, uh, like, God, it's been like three, four years now. Um, where were we? Howlin' Wolf and uh, Chikiwawa uh, is great. Uh, Gasa Gasa. Those are some great venues to check out. Okay. So um, the latest, before we go, uh, I want to talk oh, a little yeah. bit about Beyond the Rain, uh, the latest single and video. Um, that was inspired by the tornado. Yes, it was. Yeah, and that's that's great. Like circle back to the beginning, like this album in 2020, it, I feel like my, my world was rocked during that tornado. Um, and I really, <laughs> it's funny with that song. Yeah. I thought I was going to be like Dorothy and like fly away with the tornado that night. And I actually purchased wizard of Oz on Amazon prime during that initial shutdown in April and watched the first 15 minutes of wizard of Oz. And I actually, yeah, I, I basically quote her aunt. I, I forget her aunt's name. It's, it's not Edna. I want to say her aunt Edna, but Dorothy's aunt, like, is like Dorothy, like you're bothering us go away. And she's like, well, where am I supposed to go? And she goes, go somewhere where there isn't any trouble. And Dorothy goes somewhere where there isn't any trouble behind the moon, beyond the rain, can't go by boat or by a train. And then she starts singing over the rainbow. And mm-hmm. I just thought, that's so interesting. Like go somewhere where there isn't any trouble. Like she's describing Oz and we sure didn't wake up in Oz after the tornado. We, it was just like one thing. I mean, Nashville had the tornado, the pandemic, and then um, like a bomb on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, We didn't have the best year. Yeah. Hopefully this uh, moving forward, it'll get a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Aunt, so Aunt M, by the way, what'd you say? Aunt M. Aunt M. Okay. Auntie M. Auntie M. Auntie M said it go where there isn't any trouble. And the first line of beyond the rain is I thought twisters took you to a place where there isn't any trouble beyond sickness, sorrow, pain, or cities and rubble. Uh, I felt like that was kind of like everything I was going through <laughs> and the world was going through at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was so wild. I I think I've said this before on the podcast, but like I had like two months of tours booked, and it was like bam, hurricane. Which it missed me. I was in East Nashville too, but um, it missed me because I was more in Inglewood. And um, yeah. 
And then literally I, I got uh, laid off from my job and lost all my, <laughs> all my tour dates all within like two weeks. It was, uh, it was crazy for everyone. So, so crazy. And then, well, and we are, we're doing zoom. I mean, I honestly hadn't zoomed before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and it is quite handy now. Maybe that's one positive that came out of the pandemic zoom. Um, I, I swore it off. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the publicists that uh, pitches me a lot pitched one of their people. And I was like, nah, we'll just wait till this is over. And she's like, well, why don't you think about zoom and get back to me? And I was like, well, after like a month or something, I was like, I guess I'll try it. Oh my God. It's like exclusively basically what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Oh my God. But I am glad that live music is back in some capacity because it was miserable playing shows on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, and the basement's great. Uh, they're still taking um, Vax cards uh, and all that and um, feels a little bit safer. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you. Like, it's so fun to talk music and life. Yeah, congratulations on your show uh, in Chicago this week. I hope it goes well with your Chicago band. And uh, I'll definitely try to make it out to the March 17th show. Oh, my God, I would love that. Thank you so much. All right, here's a special 30 seconds of one of the new songs off my new record. Um, this one's called Goodbye, Sweetheart. Um, and thanks to Zach Russell, who's been on the podcast, for doing the harmonies on this one. Goodbye, sweetheart. Sad to see you go You threw away ten years With a text on my phone So I'll just sit here and drink Till I forget your name 